0: What up everybody, wanna welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals Podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our world views. It's your boy Emmanuel, I'm back in the kitchen, I'm whipping it up, and I have a special guest with me. Back for the first time, back like she never left, <laughs> back like a chiropractor off a vacation, I have Miss Zalacia Jackson, say, say what's up to the people.
1: What's up everybody?
0: And this is part three of the Religion and Worldview series, and uh, I'm so glad you came through.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited for what we're about to talk about.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Are you excited?
1: I'm excited. Okay. Okay, yes, let's go. I'm ready.
0: Ahead. So, um, before we hop into it, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself, what you've been up to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff.
1: All right. So, I'm from native, Portland native born and raised you know that's rare nowadays we got all these transplants and newbies (laughs) coming here but I am the pure one one of the pure ones here um but I've been um journeying like on this mission um since the last time I've seen you you know or we've interacted which was high school and I've had My son, who's now 13 years Mm. old, grown, you know, Um, and basically what I've been up to is still dancing, being a doula, um, living out my creative, creatively expression. So, um, doing some sewing and bringing some visions to life and just creating businesses in that way. Um, What else? Yeah, just just living, living life. Word, word. Yes.
0: So how is this motherhood thing treating you? Thirteen years in. Man, you know I'm you, thirteen you years
1: in. I wouldn't say a veteran because we're learning together, still I growing. He- you know, we he he. We're only what uh, with the age gap. You know, what is that? Eighteen years apart, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. It's um um. I'm homeschooling him. So that's even another layer on top of the journey um, and getting to know him as a person and getting to know his strengths and weaknesses and learning how to, um, uh, revolve my parenting or evolve my parenting around helping him cultivate, you know, his skills and his outlook on life and everything. And so, um, it's definitely helped testing me and helping me grow, but, um, it's amazing. He's a really sweet, nurturing boy and we have fun together. So, yep.
0: So tell me more about the homeschooling aspect. That's something that I really Mm -hmm. admire Mm
1: -hmm. and I
0: aspire to do. Yes. Even though I don't think I had the patience for it. I think that is the best (laughs) possible situation, (laughs) you know, for us, especially as, you know, Mm -hmm. being black in America, Mm -hmm. um, ain't nobody going to teach us like us. Exactly. So tell me more about that.
1: Um, well, that is the, the, my purpose for homeschooling is so that he he can know himself and um he he was when he was younger he was diagnosed with a, a processing disorder but we don't take that on and carry that with us Poor. we just work through it you know mm-hmm. um and help his situation be as best as possible for his learning style and that's what yeah. i've i've truly believe we all have different learning styles and learning how to work with our children and how they learn is what's going to make learning and education enjoyable for them and um, helps build help to build their self-esteem and to help, you know, allow them to ask questions and the big questions and especially us culturally as black people. Um, there's some things that the school system ain't going to be able to teach us or to show us or guide us in. And so us as parents, all we have is our experience in and um, helping to foster what they need to know as our children, so yeah. you know you get to. It's totally flexible. You know, I don't feel like we should have to be in school all day. So yeah. <laughs> we only do about four hours of learning um, and in teaching. And um, I use different resources like Khan Academy, um, mm-hmm. YouTube. I mean, the internet is great for using to. It's barely textbooks that they got. Um, it, Overpriced exactly. textbooks, exactly, because you can really go deep. Like yeah. you can, you know, really. And sometimes your questions aren't answered, but right. you can still learn and take in what you need to take in and receive and so mm-hmm. um, you get to be creative in homeschool, you get to, it's about experiencing so mm-hmm. we do a lot of experience, experiential learning hands on stuff because that's the best way he learns and all our kids, you know especially everybody. black boy, you yes. know yeah. it's hard for them to sit and focus in the class well, for hours, for everybody, yeah man. it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. I, it is not for everybody and so um, you just have that that freedom, freedom to just explore and learn like in real time. And so that was, that's valuable to me. And um, it's showing up because I can even measure by, he used to bite his nails, his whole nail bed and his nails Mm. were bitten off and in because he was stressed and nervous Mm. in the school environment he was in. And now it's all cleared up because he doesn't have that stress. And he was the only black kid in his class in his whole uh lower school uh, at that school. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean there was some that come came in and out but as then they but they had a white parent. So their experience is different. I'm talking about black, you know oh, like yeah. you know I'm yeah. um, cool. not discredited in them but you know what I'm saying it's a just difference. fully black. It's they a difference. get treated it's, differently. Exactly. No <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. Exactly. And so and socioe- socioeconomically mm-hmm. he was different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what else? Um, the way he learned was different. Um, and his experiences outside of home was different and he single mom being raised with a single mom most mm-hmm. of his um peers and and cohort had both parents mm-hmm. and they rich white fluent people mm-hmm. so
2: mm-hmm.
1: his experience was different yeah. and of course they always wanted to label him as when he would be emotional and all that stuff as aggressive and yeah. you know so there was the some things yeah typical stuff and but There was also some positives to the experience and his teachers. You know, he had excellent teachers. He did have two black teachers Mm -hmm. um, throughout his time there um, that really advocated for him and really, you know, was really genuinely there for him. But Mm -hmm. overall, he was stressed and his self-esteem was dropping. And I'm not going to let that happen. As yeah. his parents, it's our responsibility to make sure our kids are fueled and um, thriving. And yeah. as I saw the decline happening, I'm like, oh, no,
0: it's time to go. So, well, big salute to you for you. identifying that, mm-hmm. taking action against that. Because thank a lot you. of people in that situation are like, oh, it's one of the most prestigious mm-hmm. you know, exactly. private schools mm-hmm. in the state, let alone the country. Mm-hmm.
1: but it it ain't about that it ain't about that it's not about that and
0: Mm -mm. it it took us three years to realize that Mm -hmm. with elijah school it's not it's not about that Mm -mm. and really Mm -hmm. somebody i was telling my 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 story which is very similar to yours Mm -hmm. uh, from my son to someone else one of my my mom's friends and she was a teacher back in like in ohio and she was just like read this book so Mm -hmm. i got i bought a the conspiracy to destroy black boys. Mm, Have you heard of that book? Like no. uh, Juwanza Kanjufu. It man. After it's a short book. It's like hundred pages, hundred ten uh-huh. pages. After I read that book, I was like, okay, it's, it's over. Sober. Like yes. I'm not. Like no. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Is like I cannot allow them to steal my son's joy. joy. Yes. And make him feel like he can't keep up exactly. just make him feel, feel like, like it. it yes not to say that when, he
1: can't when you feel like it it's gonna create that experience for in, you. That, yes. in that
0: in that book it talks about a study of like mm-hmm. they watch kids from kindergarten mm-hmm. from preschool all the way through fifth grade and they said like the aptitude levels and the whatever all these levels of measuring their whatever like the black kids were either the same or higher mm. and then as they got older the more and more they got in trouble they lost their zeal for school. Mm-hmm. They stopped believing in themselves because they were mm-hmm. always second-guessing themselves because they were always getting in trouble and getting punished mm-hmm. more than the white kids yes and then they just kind of and then they stop achieving at the same Say level X. because of the social all that all the pressure yeah it's always so like you know what I'm done
1: mm-hmm. like it's a wrap yeah <laughs> it's a setup yes
0: and have you seen teach us all on Netflix
1: no I haven't even been watching Netflix in a while
0: well I, I, hey. it's called what teach us all
1: teach us all I think okay. it's by
0: uh who who put that together? Ava Duvernay, the same person oh, that put Thirteenth together. 13. Okay. So it talks about like how integration kind of ruined black people as yeah. far as our achievement levels. Yeah. And we get instead of us teaching us, you let them teach us, and they not gonna give us the best. The some of it is conscious, some of it is unconscious. Right. But it exists. Yeah. And we get negatively affected, and unfortunately, we're dealing with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it talks about reading levels. Like if if um if your kid can't read mm-hmm. at grade level. By fourth grade, they're like sixty percent chance higher of not dropping or, or dropping out of high school,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not getting a job, like going into art. Like there are all these statistics based right. upon your reading. is mm-hmm. crazy, bro. yeah. So yeah, it's good that you take your set,
1: time. And they set you up to not be able to read anyway. So it's like <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a uh, intentional system to set us up for yeah, failure. So, no doubt. Yeah. No mm-hmm.
0: doubt. Well. Let's get into it.
1: Let's get into it.
0: So once again, Religion and Worldview Series, we're talking about, uh, you know, what you believe, why you believe it, and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. So let's just start from the beginning. You know, Mm -hmm. if you could name what you believe or just tell us, you know, what is your belief system? Mm
1: -hmm. So I have been thinking about this, meditating on it, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the question that came up for me is what is belief? Like, what does that even mean? Ooh. You know, let's start with, the and with this in its simplest form to me, how I internalize it mm. is it's just the thought that we think is true. Right. And so that means that you can conjure up anything and believe in it. And so the question for me, that makes more sense to me is what do I know and Ooh. what do I know is myself.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah.
1: And, um, that I have an inner voice. That guides me. That I have an inner compass. Um, that my intuition—that's which—that's—that's that's what we label it as. Our my intuition that guides me and helps me navigate um, the world. And so, since I use believe as an action word, I would mm. say that I believe in myself, mm. right? I know that there is a higher power and that there's a higher source working at higher levels. And I know that I am a reflection of that higher source and power. And so that just means that, that I'm working in that same level on, I mean work doing that same work as a higher power, but in this level that we are in this, this reality that we're in physically. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I, I, my belief is in myself. I know myself. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's my, I like that. (laughs) That is, I've, I've really been sitting, trying to sit with that. Like, what is my, I mean, I know I'm in it, I'm doing it, you know, but what, what is my belief? What do I, and I spend a lot of time working in self awareness and, um, and journeying with self. And that's a lot of about What I talk about is listening to that voice, right? They say the voice of God lives within you, you know? Mm. So, and that's what I do. That's what I, I use to, that's what I trust. And that's where I put my faith in. And so that's essentially me. Mm. Um, so.
0: So you don't put it on God. I, I put it on me. <laughs> yes, it was,
1: yes. 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 <laughs> I
0: feel you. I yes. feel you. Word. So, um, so you believe in yourself, self-awareness, Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you said belief is what you do. That's It's how you, an action word. It's an action word. Yeah,
1: use it as an action word. You mm. know, use it as affirmations. Like, what do you... So I believe in myself. You yeah. know, I. it's not... You know, like I said, uh, it, uh, if you put it in the context of, you know, trying, like, what do you believe in? It's like, there's nothing for me to measure. You, you know, know, there's system. no... Yes. Yeah, so, mm. You know, like, it's... it's that's something that... I can't even like conceptualize. And that's with like belief systems too. Mm-hmm. Um, we create those in order for us to function in the world. Right. Sure. In order yeah. for us to feel safe and secure, to put a form, a shape and form to what we believe. Right. Mm. Like, and so um, for me, I like to keep things simple. And I said that we like, just keep it simple and not complicate things. And, to me, what makes sense is believing in myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. So, how did you come across mm-hmm. your belief, your self-awareness? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you have to throw off? What did you have to unlearn? And mm-hmm. what did you own? Like, what was that process?
1: Yes. So, experiences is what how I came across. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was younger, a kid, I always had different, like, otherworldly experiences, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and paying attention, like being hyper aware of like different synchronicities, my dreams and how they come to life and manifest like deja vu, Mm -hmm. um, you know, having different, um, like people saying things and noticing that it happens before it was even reality yet, you know, like different like how you align and different uh different experiences um and you know having and so when i was younger i should go back to that when i was younger i was just hyper aware of things happening and putting paying attention to like different numbers and like how they uh represent and mean something there was always some type of meaning behind my experiences and like having like somebody having feelings Gut feelings about somebody dying or something, and then it would happen, you know. So, these different experiences and feelings is what made me question certain things. And so, I have. You
0: had gut feelings? Mm hmm. I've always got
1: gut feelings about people dying, dreams, and, you know, and it. Manifesting like it actually happened, mm. and um, just questioning like, what is that about? You know, what is you know, how come I had a dream about this person or this experience, and then I'm in it? Like, what is that? What is that? Mm. What is that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I, my family was Christian, of course. Foundation was Christian. Um, my other, my grandmother, she's a Jehovah's Witness. Um, I've been to a Muslim a school with Muslim teachers, been to a school that had, that practiced Catholicism. And Mm so I've had all these different religious experiences. I mean, um, teachings, Mm -hmm. I guess you would call it teachings. And, um, and they all just confused me because they were all, you know, similar, but different. Um, and I just couldn't, formulate like why there was differences and so each you know spending time with my grandma who would read the bible you know and speak in her jehovah's witness tone and teachings and then my grandmother who was christian and speaking and i'm like well it all has the same foundation and that's trying to get to higher source love you know um have the same kind of the same principles and everything so mm-hmm. to me it just opened me up like to ask the question why like mm. why are these things happening why and i just would you know what is this about and so i just kind of like shed all of <laughs> the beliefs of of those things and and detached myself from them because i wanted to have my own experience mm. my own uh, spiritual experience and then as, as i as i got older um you know experiencing spirit realm what really did it for me is when my mom passed away mm. and Experiencing her in spirit realm, coming to me, you know, speaking to me. And so it's like, there's something, you know, mm. there's something with this. And when I was younger, there was all, there was dark entities. Like, it sounds crazy, but people, when you go and you research these things, you have, so I would always have experiences. And then I would go looking, um, you know, typing in, you know, like, what is this about? And people, other people having these experiences, it's kind of like, confirmation of mm. what you already felt and mm-hmm. you know like yeah. without even knowing like I've had too many experiences and situations where I have been confirmed you know and um through other people's experiences and having the same thing and so for me it just made me shed like okay well it, that's what created like this this worldview for me of just like Everybody has their different different stories, their ways, and what they resonate with. Mm-hmm. And what I resonate with is, you know, just going through my own experience and not attaching to certain um entities and deities or, or whatever you one one power because there is all one power. It's just its source, right? Mm. But people label it different things. And so that's too confusing to me. And I always think about Stevie Wonder's song, you know, um, Superstition. If you believe in things you don't understand, then you suffer, right? And that mm. always has stuck with me. Even mm. songs and stuff, that's always stuck with me. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't understand it. So in, in, my, in me trying to understand it, it just creates more confusion. And it's like, no, I don't want to, no, I'm tuning that all out. I'm gonna follow the voice that's within me because I have been told that is the voice of God. That is truth. That is that is you know my and and I have that's measurable. Like when I don't listen to the voice, bad things happen. When I listen good things happen, you know, like and, and, and really like following that throughout my life. And so that's what created, mm-hmm. you know, it's brought me, I mean, I, of course I hit my head plenty of times and learned my lessons from not listening and that's what sparked me to be like, be real intentional about listening to my intuition and the inner voice. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm. That's dope. <laughs> that's dope. Um, so, was there anyone... Was there anyone that influenced you, like mm-hmm. any person, any you know speaker, uh, any mm-hmm. author, any mm-hmm. artist in particular that was like, you know what, I'm about to go down this path because I like what they what they talk about.
1: I wouldn't say anybody influenced me to go down that path, um, but I, I would say, like I said, with confirmation, mm-hmm. you know, when doing different research and you know watching different. TED Talks or YouTube videos, that things resonated with me or confirmed for me what I felt, then I was more inspired to listen to myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but there wasn't like a person who was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. You know, like, oh, it wasn't like a... I didn't know. That's not how I came about. There wasn't no specific person. But... A book um, that really, and this was more like about in the last, actually, f- three, four years, the last four years, is The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan uh, Bruckard. I think that's his, how you pronounce his last name. But mm-hmm. that book was all about, you know, finding your personal, basically finding your personal power and listening, you know, to yourself and you know like that was a a book of inspiration for me that Mm kind of was like okay i'm taking myself seriously you know so but other than that i don't know just people a lot of people inspired me you Mm know um but there wasn't one that i can think of
0: okay yeah so there's no one there's no he says it's just self so Mm -hmm. self-awareness so there's no one that you kind of look to Mm -hmm. for any type of guidance like when you are when you can't find the answers within yourself Mm -hmm. is there anyone that you kind of look to Mm
2: -hmm.
0: who put you on who who put you in the game you know what i'm talking about who spiritually baptized you was it erica badu Okay. Mm. You see, so
1: I am a music. That you know, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> because music mm-hmm. is a huge part of my life. And actually artists, yes, like Erica Badu. Right. Is is, you know, was very prominent in my childhood. Word. Um and did influence like that that eye opening of consciousness of just like, yes, so her um and being aware of yourself and knowing yourself like rap artists like Common yes Mm -hmm. you know so music yes thank you for bringing that up was huge influence yes and listening to the to their words like I said even like Stevie Wonder like just decoding words Mm -hmm. um so those are yes Erica Common who else um India Like Mm. her words and she's like God is, you know, I don't know that God is real. Talking about lots about nature. Talking lots about um, trusting yourself too. Like she Mm -hmm. spoke, she's saying a lot about that and um, um, and dance following the the other dancers, professional dancers journeys Mm -hmm. and their stories people's stories. And I like I think I've said this before, but people inspire me. Like I feel like when I'm, when I, uh, hear people's stories and all of that, it kind of like, it's confirmation for me. It, it reflects back to me, myself, and, um, inspires me to trust myself, to believe in myself. So it's, it's been a lot because I have like influenced, been influenced and, um, and, paid attention to other people's journeys like mm. especially the musical artists and dancers so
0: when you say dancers answers. you talking about diamond from players club or you talking oh, about who you... her
1: too you know okay what? Diamond. like because it can be learning from their you could be learning from their experiences too from mm-hmm. that spin i mean whatever you want to call it negative you know no but, it's just you she know, said just,
0: or was it her cousin it said let the money don't let the money make Make you 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 know what i'm saying you know stuff yeah like little gems yeah that
1: people be dropping yes Mm. i learned from both sides of the spectrum you know all around so yeah
0: so so erica badu put you on Mm
1: -hmm.
0: india ari help
1: Mm -hmm. diamond Mm -hmm. help Mm
0: -hmm. um common help
1: Mm Mm-hmm. There's plenty more, but I just can't think of it
0: right now. Stevie Help.
1: Stevie Help. Not Stevie know? J. We're talking about Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, Wonder okay? Yeah, no. That's the only
0: person we can call just Stevie. <laughs> um, so what do you do?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what does one... like? Not necessarily one, because it's all about your own personal mm-hmm. journey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you're self-aware, mm-hmm. do you just meditate? hmm Do you just talk to yourself like what what do you what do you do to function throughout your day like what informs mm-hmm. your actions from day to day week to week you know what i mean mm-hmm. so
1: i meditate mm-hmm. so that is like one of the first things i do i meditate um i set my intentions for the day um i make sure that i am showing gratitude throughout the day so mm-hmm. when i i i'll start in the morning so that is to start my day every day i meditate set my intentions and express gratitude and thankfulness for being here for you know prayers same thing you know Mm -hmm. um for other people all of that stuff and i and then after that once i have set the tone for my day I live it, I experience mm-hmm. it, I do, I follow, make sure I hold myself accountable to what I said I was going to do, mm-hmm. like me, I'm a big list person, I'll write out a list because that's what I need to keep, you know, make sure I call this person back, and then I feel my way through too, and that's the whole point of intuition and and, and listening to the voice is feelings. like what is your, if I, if they're, If, if I get a feeling that I need to call and check on somebody, I'm going to do that because I feel like there's a reason why, you know, there, somebody needed to hear you, somebody needed to, you know, um, experience you, maybe you helping somebody in some way. So listening to that voice and following through with it is how I flow through and journey through my days when it's not something that's real concrete, like me, oh, I have to go, uh, pay a bill or do this and, you know, um, the obvious stuff, but, um, Really, following, following, following the flow of what's what's being said to me, yeah.
0: But what happens when the flow stops?
1: Does it stop? I'm asking. I don't think the flow stops. We don't stop. Mm mm, keeps going. It's a continuum.
0: What if your flow is just discombobulated?
1: Mm hmm. You know and, what I'm talking about? Mm hmm. Oh, so what if? Oh, my flow Your personally, flow. not yeah. the flow of
0: just no, like no, okay, just you. my flow. Like, oh you flowing, yeah, cause we got. Then,
1: oh yeah, we got.
0: And then there's a dam, just like boom. like boom.
1: Real life happens. Stressful things happen. You get pissed off. You Word. get, you know, it's real out here. Stuff happens, and so when that happens, it's you know I gotta take, <laughs> be to myself. You know, yeah, I talk to myself too, shoot. Cause sometimes you need that little con- out loud conversation. Like, okay, what you gonna do? What, what, how are you gonna handle this situation? But that's the point is really getting back to knowing what your patterns are, what your fears are, what, what, um, how you handle situations, know how you handle, be able to stop and observe your thoughts before you actually take action. Like this is what holds you accountable. So when things happen, situations happen, that is a moment to pause and be like, okay, what do I need to do? How am I going to navigate this? How, like, uh, what, what are my next steps? And so what I, I do is I get quiet. I take my little times, everybody, I need to be by myself mm-hmm. and, uh, allow myself to relax and calm whatever it is that happened and process it. Cause I'm a processor. Mm-hmm. and and, um, then figure out what steps I need to take, you know, but sometimes we don't have control, like depending on what the action or maybe somebody came at me crazy, you know, and I reacted instead of like stopping and like being in and in, going into my internal resources and like, because some of we that's we have reactions, we're reactive people. So sometimes I'll react to something and then reflect back and like, okay, how could I have handled this differently? What, what could I do to make this better? If I have the opportunity to fix that, then I'm going to fix it and Mm -hmm. and take ownership. Like, okay, I was wrong in that situation. I'm, I apologize, whatever it is, I will do that. Um, and so that's, that's the, that's my process. That's my spirituality is really checking myself in Mm. any situation. If, if I made a, a silly decision or if it's good and making sure that I'm sticking to the flow of trying to flow with being good, but some things are out of our control. We don't have control over certain things, but if you know yourself, you know how you can respond or try to backtrack and make, um, Rework it and reroute, you mm-hmm. know, okay. and learn from the learn from the lesson, which whatever you needed to learn from it.
0: All right. So I'm a Facebook stalk you in person real quick. Let me see. Um
1: Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. I'm sorry.
0: Instagram stalk you in person. Yes. Um <laughs> There was a question that you posed and. Mm hmm. As an explanation, it's a lot of writing, so I'm gonna let you do it in person. <laughs> so, you you pose a question: What if we all lived according to our astrology? Uh-huh. So, tell me how important astrology is to you and how mm-hmm. that informs how you operate.
1: Yes, so astrology is a tool, basically, that I use to help me navigate the world because it's something that I can understand and something that I know to have worked. For me, that I know that has worked for me, and many others have confirmed that it's worked for them too. And so that's something that's that's a a, a tool that I use to um, help me understand myself more on a energetic, you know, vibration level because we are more than this physical body. So, mm-hmm. um, giving you know, giving astrology gives. A name to these certain energies that we have and experience, and so um, the so knowing that I'll just speak for myself. Knowing that I'm a Virgo and I was born at this certain time in this place, and it is, and I have these certain planets that um, align in my chart, which is just areas of your life, your home life, your career, your your relationships, your uh, your siblings, you know, knowing that I have these planets that express themselves in certain areas of my life, mm-hmm. it helps me as a Virgo uh, Scorpio rising and a Leo moon, you know, you'd have to break that down to you know, know what it means, but just basically um, knowing that about myself it explains to me why I might have um, a temper uh, a issue with people coming at me crazy and I'm reactive. Or why I handle my son in this way because of my, um, how I nurture mother him because my moon is in this Leo energy. Or why I like, I'm so attracted to nature and healing and being of service to others because I'm a Virgo. Like it just gives a name to why I am a a layer, I should say, a layer to why I am the way that I am. And, um, knowing these things, um, it helps me to, helps my flow, helps me, it helps keep me in, um, understanding my cycles, my patterns, and, um, keeps me moving, moving in the direction of, you know, my higher purpose. And, uh, especially when it overall higher purpose but when it comes to career and relationships can help me understand my patterns in those uh in to understand those patterns that in those situations those types of situations and relationships so
0: yeah. so would it be safe to say that you believe in what astrology tells you about the world and who we are and how we operate
1: Yes, but I also know that what it's telling me is real because mm-hmm. I'm experiencing it. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's people, when it comes to astrology, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of people that say that it's all mathematics mm-hmm. and it was created by us.
1: Exactly. But it's mm-hmm. not
0: necessarily really a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's just something that math mathematicians and psychologists created and created the system and then people have taken it mm-hmm. and gave it more credence than it should have. What, what would you say when people mm-hmm. come with that assumption?
1: Um, it was created by us as a system to follow you know, the flows like I said, put a name to something to, to something and so mm-hmm. um, people who kind of discredit it. um, I feel like it's because they don't fully understand it. um, And they, you know, there's the influence of like um, religious practices and all of that can give you the perception or give them the perception that it is Mm -hmm. like just clouds their perception I should say just mm-hmm. clouds their p- perception of it because they don't understand it and haven't used it or you know done more thorough research because it's not just about um, predictive using it as a predictive tool or using it as you know you just your sun sign it's a horoscope you know it really is a, a, a story of, of the journey of the self and mm-hmm. um, if you don't know that or if you just basing it off of what other people say or what you have kind of skimmed over and not really tried to understand or tried it out for yourself, then you're going to have this judgment about it and, and perception of it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel it's just a lack of, un, you know, doing more research mm-hmm. about it or understanding or experiencing it. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you, you know, you said like, um, like you would react to certain situations in a certain way because whatever sign was a certain type of energy.
1: It carries that that's an energy signature. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of like, like say for instance, Leo, since I'm a Leo moon, Mm -hmm. moon represents, these are just like archetypes are just representations of the energy. So the moon represents our emotions and feelings, what we feel on the inside. Um, It can represent our mother. It, 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 you know, since we are water, you know, the moon kind of influences the, the, the tides, like it it does influence the tides of the the earth and planet. And so since we are mostly water, this is kind of why they say that the moon has an influence on us. And so if I was at this, the time that I was born, my moon is in Leo and Leo represents the lion, right? That, that imagery of that lion. What does a lion do? It's roar. It's protective. It's, um, the king of the jungle. It's the leader. It's the leader of the pack. It's the, you know, like if you mess, don't, it's like the predator. Don't mess with it. Don't mess with its cubs. Don't mess. So it's kind of like me being a Leo moon, how I react since the moon is about reactions and our emotions and feelings. If, Uh, bats have if, if something happens my natural instinct is going to be a roar you know when I react because my moon is Leo versus somebody who's who has uh maybe uh Pisces moon, who will be more of an emotional reaction, who's more like trying to understand, like, why did you do that to me? You know, why? Because they're water, they're more about their emotions. So they'll come at it in an emotional type of way. But with Leo, it's fire energy and it's that, that animal archetype. So I'm, it makes me understand that I react this way, But before I even knew that about astrology, I knew that I reacted like I'm quick to react and I'm mm-hmm. like I'm protective. I'm defensive. I'm, you know, so when I learned that about astrology, mm-hmm. that this was my moon, it made sense. And so to me, that's what confirms for me that there's something to it, that there's there's something about this that is, you know, that makes sense. And um that's real. And so me researching it more and learning about more of it and about myself. It's, it's, it was a confirmation for me when I broke down all the pieces in my life. So, yeah.
0: I'm just going to play Donald Trump's advocate real quick. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so (laughs) wouldn't, wouldn't it be safe to say that most mothers, mammal species Mm -hmm. are pretty Mm -hmm. quick to react when someone comes Mm -hmm. after their child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you could be a Leo, you could be a, Mm -hmm. a Taurus, you could be whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Mama bear, as we, that's where we get that from, Mm -hmm. is going to go after her cub if somebody is encroaching on her cub in some type of way.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: So wouldn't it, wouldn't it be true to say that, all right that does apply to you in that situation yeah. but that also applies to a lot of people
1: oh yeah a lot uh, of
0: creatures exactly you don't have to have that sign for that to be true
1: mm-hmm. and you don't have to have that sign to be true because yeah. all of the signs are in your chart and all of the planets are in your chart so maybe so everything whoever, applies to everybody everybody exactly but it kind of gives you a little lens of this specific thing and, and maybe that wasn't the best example because you are right about that mothers are like naturally boom but this is I was just giving the general uh energy of the moon and what it represents and that's like one of the basic ones femininity motherhood all of that stuff so yes but with how like it being that me having that sign or somebody who has a leo moon it kind of it it also plays out like that as well you know um and like i said in thinking about fire so it might be more You know, it might be more uh, combative, you know, more combative, more, you know, in in, in any situation, not just that situation about your child, but just Mm -hmm. how you react to situations when it goes left in general, like somebody who's who's more air is going to intellectualize this the the situation and and kind of think before they act. Or react. Or someone who has water, like I said, they'll have a more emotional approach. Somebody who's more, who's one of the earth signs will be more grounded and be more still and stable and steady and be like, okay, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I see what you're doing. And not react, but just have a more kind of like reserved, laid back, like, all right, I got you. But and but a fire sign would be like, you know, more vocal about it, more expressive, more, you know, so it's just, it gives you a different lens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that would be my response to that. Not to me, using... just, it
0: just sounds like it's, it's describing people's personality Personalities, traits. Personalities, yeah. That's all it is. So mm-hmm. it's personality traits, and then they're giving it. Different. They're giving it a title. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, exactly. Giving it a label, personality type. breaks down your personality type -hmm. type and your patterns. And they're giving it exactly a label, a name, an image. Just Mm -hmm. like with everything else that we create and believe and stuff. It gives it a label. Something that you can resonate with. So Mm -hmm. not everybody is going to resonate with this way. You know, it doesn't ring to them. It doesn't make sense to them. Or if it was in this light. But you know, people pick and choose what they what 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 makes sense to them, what what is but it like I said, it's all what what I've grown as I've grown up, I said it's all kind of the same thing. It's what you attach to, what what makes sense, what you can process, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what I feel like it boils down to. Word. And that's why I have respect for everybody's beliefs and everybody's way of doing it because it's all Gonna get to the. It all ends up being the same thing anyway. You yeah. know, it's just how you internalize it and what what you like to practice. What you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so just whatever yeah. whatever works for you, whatever helps works you for get, you, yeah. Get there. Get the get the awareness because we're all trying to get awareness. We're all trying to get conscious. We're all trying to get to source. You know, get you know connect with that higher power. Connect with, and it's just all with what's your flavor. What's what what makes. What makes you feel good about it? What actually helps you grow? Mm -hmm. Some people who practice Christianity stay stuck in Christianity and they don't grow in that way, but they may Mm go practice Buddhism and their whole life changed overnight. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's just all about what you you vibe with, essentially, Mm. because we all are trying to get to that same thing. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Can I use astrology Mm -hmm. to create a person create a certain type of person
2: Mm
0: you see what I'm saying like if I want to give birth to the next Martin Luther King Mm -hmm. or the next uh, Beyonce Mm -hmm. can I use astrology (laughs) to know when to procreate or when to begin the procreation process so that my wife or my significant (laughs) will be my wife
1: to create that she
0: would conceive at a certain time time. Mm -hmm. so that when my child is born, they will be born with the astrology pattern Mm -hmm. of said person. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Does that can, can that be done based upon astrology?
1: i i think that is because once you're born there's life that happens and so yeah you can you can plan to have your baby when the moon is full and it's in um it's in sagittarius so that you can have a a child whose sun sign is more uh of a has wisdom intelligence that's what sagittarius represents is a um, more intellectual, who likes to who will be expansive and and travel and you know all of that stuff. You can try to plant, you know, have that. And will he be the next Albert Einstein? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because mm-hmm. it's all about how that child is going to grow up and intellectualize and experience the world for himself. So me necessarily, I'm not like a one of those crazy astrology <laughs> people like that. That just you know like. Who uses it for those purposes mm-hmm. um or even like pro- some people do like think that okay I'm gonna have to try to have it but everybody's astrology is different like it, even if you did try to have it at that certain time that doesn't mean those planets are going to be in that same position as Beyonce or Albert, Al- Albert Einstein because it, the planets continuously move they don't stay the same so everybody's chart is looks different everybody's placements is different so to answer that question no like so
0: if someone was born at the time when scientists consider pluto a planet mm-hmm. and now pluto is not considered a planet mm-hmm. or they call it a dwarf planet or they call it a, I forgot what the other name of it is called mm-hmm. does that person does their personality or their trajectory in life Fundamentally changed because the scientists say, well, you know what? This isn't a planet anymore. And so, therefore, the, their astrology concoction is changed. Is see what I'm saying?
1: Just out. At the, so, they're already born. They
0: are, they're already born. And
1: then the scientist determines that it's different now. Because astrology just,
0: used to include Pluto, right?
1: Mm-hmm, it still does.
0: Oh, it still does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's not the same type of planet that it was once considered. It's not even considered a planet now. Right. They just call it a something star or some type of constellation. So as like far that.
1: as I know, it's still considered a planet in astrology and they mm. use it. Astrologers use it heavily in the chart um, mm. because it's one of the generational planets. And so it doesn't affect a person as much personally. It affects mm. the overall generation of those children who were born in during that time frame so if Pluto represents transformation sex and death and you know all those tearing down structures and all of that then for those generation of of children they're going to come into the world and um and um experience um more of you know be that generation who pushes transformation who works you know put us into action uh uh wanting to tear down these structures that don't make sense or that works against us. And like our generation would be considered the part of the Pluto generation. And so Mm. when I was talking about that, I was saying that this is why we have a, we're using astrology, using astrology. This would explain from that lens, why we are so action-based and wanting change and transformation and really doing the work. We see a lot of death and killings, a lot of experience a lot of that in this, this time frame. Um, we, we, there's, you know, there's sex, like with pornographic that came up c- mm-hmm. came during our generation, you know, um, HIV, which was the last Pluto, uh, set of generation that came up because sex and, and, Good. There's the higher vibration of it, and the lower vibration of each planet, and all of us. And so, experiencing like those those really deep, nasty things, like hard experiences with HIV, was a thing for that generation of um children, uh, kids who came up during that era, because Pluto was ruling over that that era so you'll see these themes they're like themes that play out um that align with the planets with the planets theme and so yeah
0: so hiv is a product of pluto
1: brings in that it well i wouldn't say hiv is a product of pluto like uh hiv is a product of the government you know or in in and that's a a theory or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, um, having that, you know, that darkness, that, that, because Pluto is about darkness. So having those, that, that dark energy, whatever sparked that, that thought to, um, to let's infiltrate, let's, let's cause diseases. Let's, you know, whatever that is, that, to cause the, that the government or whoever infiltrated it, um, is, could be an influence from Pluto like that just having that in that that energetic like spark of mm-hmm. you know could be mm. so it's just a, a for me I use it uh, as a lens of like because like I said it's the way that I can and like logically think and intellectualize things and make sense of things for me like that it just gives me that lens since I know what Pluto represents then it's like okay well then this this is how this plays out in this reality this is how you know this plays out you know, in, in in this in our physical world like it just is like a a, a way to describe you know the energies and the the way things flow, and you know it's just the way that I use to make sense of things because nothing else makes sense to me. So mm, okay. yeah.
0: So it sounds like all of the non-white people of the world need to get a gun GoFundMe project to sponsor whoever we can sponsor. <laughs> To find out what planet we need to destroy That will end white supremacy mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that sound like a good idea to you?
1: That sounds like an excellent okay, idea Okay, So
0: what? So, in your opinion What what does astrology say What planet is responsible for white supremacy? What energy do we need to stop right now?
1: Mm.
0: We need a kickstarter campaign
1: you maybe, know, maybe I it takes too much
0: of a percentage, so
1: none of the planets can stop white supremacy, or we there's no planet that we can destroy to stop white supremacy. But what I do think is that the planets, um, that are knowing our own personal planets Mm-mm. can help bring us our power. Mm. to stop white supremacy. Okay. You know, like I feel like when you know if us melanated people, if we realize how powerful we are Mm,
0: talk that talk.
1: Then we can stop white supremacy and stop focusing on the distractions and Mm. all of that other stuff that's Mm. going on, Mm. cut out the noise you know, we will find ourselves and realize that we are the source. We are, Ooh, we are the power. We talk. are, you know, we are the creators. We birthed this, this whole, we birth this whole thing we got, we're living in right now. Word. And so um, if we remember that and own that and all it takes, because we are that powerful, all it is, is, is a, is a, is a thought. That switches us. That would help us get. Like it's 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 not. I don't feel like it's it's difficult at all. But I think we complicate a lot of things, and we allow them to to desensitize us in many ways, and allow them to to brainwash us, and allow them to um, separate us, keep us separated, you That's know, real. and That's all real. of that, and infiltrate in, in many different ways through the food, through you know, their agendas, you know, keeping us spiritually disconnected from ourselves, you know, all of that. And so whatever you believe or whatever, that doesn't even matter. Like, but what we know is, what we should know is ourselves and the power that we have so that we can combat their agenda and the power that they, that they keep thinking that they have. But it's just the It's it's the thought process and and you know, it's sad that our people um are still kinda like stuck in that way where they don't we we don't realize that we have that power. Um, it's just gonna take some work and that's why I'm doing the work that I do is helping people get healthy, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, physically, um, because that helps clear all that clutter. You got to get back to self. And that's essentially the work that I do is in, in any form in many different forms, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, nutritionally is helping us get back to ourselves so that we know our power and, and rid the clutter. Cause all of that stuff kind of uh, suppresses that. So,
0: so let's take a break in the format to have you talk about what you do. Tell mm-hmm. us about this work that you're doing.
1: Woo! I do many things. Hmm. So, oh my gosh. So, um, man, it's, it's, it's been a journey, mm-hmm. but, uh, health has always been the core, the foundation. And so, um, I, have so, so it started with working with me being a doula and learning about nutrition um, through midwifery school and learning about different foods and how these foods, food is energy, food is information for our soul or our cells, I should say, and um learning how the food that we put into our body directly affects our babies and our state of mind directly affects our babies and everything you know that we we are processing, watching TV, all of these things that directly affects the, the life that we are growing in, how we're thinking our emotional being while we're pregnant, all of that. So if we are if if life starts in the womb, this is where our this is where life starts is in the womb it's mm. super important to take care of ourselves right More. and so learning about that the different food that can cause certain um pre or you know if you're eating too much sugar uh, gestational diabetes and how that affects your labor and birth and knowing that birth is a spiritual process and birth is something that is is uh is huge because the way we come into this world physically it it affects affects us. It impacts us. We, our soul, our cells and our body and, and our souls remember how we come into the world. Just, and we hold that. So yeah. me working as, when I thought I was going to be a midwife, but that wasn't my path. I, I uh, am supposed to be doing what I'm doing now, which I'll get to, but, um, no, um, I, Decided to just be work as a doula and work and serve in that way and make sure that babies are ushered into this world in the healthiest safest way as possible and before the medicalization of birth came in, women knew how to have their babies on their own. Women were, we worked in, in the village, gathering, walking. We were not sedentary. We were eating nutritious food. And, you know, we came like before colonization and all that came in, mm. we were our healthiest selves, our, our wisest selves. And so I'm me, about right now, okay. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. our pow- most powerful selves. And yeah. so, Due to all this colonization, due to all the, the white supremacy and all of that, we have been at our lowest and experiencing racism. So that causes stress and, mm. you know, depression, which impacts our babies. Black women have the highest death rates preg- during pregnancy, during birth. You know, all those statistics. We're always going to be at the bottom always, of
0: every stat.
1: Yes. If we, al- the if we allow them to, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And so my mission was learning this was like, oh, no i'm about to we're about to get some we're about to make some healthy babies as much as i can i can't do it by myself but mm. playing my <laughs> role and so um making sure my family is knew about nutrition mm. why why is it good to eat plants why is it good to you know um you know maybe take herbs if you're you're in you know if that's what you are open to um you know what these herbs can do for you um Just what to drink, what, you know, drink water. Like, you know, so so a lot of people didn't have this consciousness of like knowing what to put into their bodies, especially the, the, the vital, the, how vital it is that you're growing a baby. And so, um, Teaching them nutrition and then about the physical fitness part. So me, I went and um, been a dancer. So I learned like I connected, you know, being a dancer and how, you know, you feel when you're moving, how you feel when you're in your body and when you're dancing, you're feeling and how that relates to birth. So, when you're in birth, you it's all about feeling and surrendering. And, and I since I was a dancer, I knew about surrendering my body and my muscles and, you know, learning to open up. And that's the same thing you have to do in birth. So, I would teach them about... You know, this is what this is birth. Like you can't trust. I mean, you can't. You have to trust. You can't control the pain. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't. You have to learn to surrender to the pain because the pain is for purpose. That's what's going to get your baby out. So that's essentially what's what's going to get the baby out. Mm -hmm. So the layer of eating nutrition prenatally was important. Then teaching them how to just surrender to get their baby here without any medication Mm -hmm. because the medication is what starts causing a cascade of events leading to cesarean and there's a whole other like babies come into the world by a cesarean you know now they do it more gentle but still there's mechanism there's a reason why the baby comes out of the vagina you know the the, having to come into a tight space teaches us how to breathe you know it teaches Mm. us how to you know it, it 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 shapes are the way we, like I said, it, our souls, our, our bodies remembers that. So that knowing to come out of this tight space teaches you how to handle life. You know mm. what I'm saying? And when you're in a tight space, you know, it's really deep. Like I go, I process things very like and make connections very detailed. Um, I wonder detailed. if there's
0: a connection between people who are claustrophobic and if they mm. were born from a
1: C-section. Mm. See, they, there were some studies. studies about yeah, I, I remember learning there was some studies. And like, especially some, there was one, there was like a, a child who was scared of lights or something. There was something like bright lights or mm. something. Because he came out very traumatically. Like, they cut the mom. Um, They Pulled the baby out, mm-hmm. you know. They smack, smack him the on the butt, butt yeah. you know, to get them to breathe, and mm-hmm. just very hand scrub them, trying to get them to, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was scared of like lights and he, now I guess he went through some therapy and it uh, it came out that his birth had been very traumatic mm-hmm. and he talked to his mom and got the story and so it turned out that his birth but I can't remember if it was the lights it was something it's prim- it's like, yeah, it's very it's bright coming yeah, right. into a world yeah. where you come from darkness mm-hmm. wet warm you mm-hmm. know water you know like the transition to life is very sacred and so mm-hmm. and um, taking that first breath is sacred so if we did this naturally on our own, why do we need the assistance of help? But but I do get it. There are emergencies. There are times because of how we evolved in the what, how we eat, how our environment and all of that stuff play into why we have we there's a need for this emergency thing like there's but you know i i respect that there is a need for that but if you given you're a healthy person and you trust the process you can have your baby without all that extra stuff and so you know teaching teaching women that 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 that's where you learn your power like that's where you learn your
0: power when i I mean yeah so my wife she you know elijah he was born and she had the epidural Mm -hmm. and it took a long time Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and her back wasn't the same for a good two years mm-hmm. you know and it was just like dang you know that was but it was still like when she had him and i seen him come out i just looked at that whole traumatic experience mm-hmm. i was blown away
2: mm-hmm.
0: that every human being came into the world the same way Like it's oh, so yeah. traumatic oh, yeah. <laughs> and i'm looking at her like how did you just do like my level of respect yes like multiplied by a hundred thousand like there's there's nothing it's like amazing that. and then mm-hmm. when she had my daughter
2: mm-hmm.
0: riley it happened so fast mm-hmm. and it wasn't no time for no effort like it just she went into labor real quick yep. <laughs> and riley was out in like 30 minutes uh, maybe yes. maybe 45 Ooh,
1: minutes blessing that was a blessing
0: but like <laughs> yes. she wanted that yes. shot and then the, the nurse kind of yeah. was like it's Bernier! too late right? she's like look at me focus <laughs> You gonna, gonna do, do this? this. Yes. We don't have time, you know what I mean? And then, man, man, just came out. It was it quick. just Came out, yeah. And, uh, and that's what I'll,
1: they say. Usually, the second ones are, you know, it's because they're how old? How many years apart?
0: They are technically like five and a half. Years. Five and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The
1: body remembers.
0: Word. Mm-hmm. Word. And so it was. It, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And just my level of respect for women. I mean, it's just it, I can't say enough.
1: Yeah. Like, it's,
0: God bless you. Well, Thank I you mean, for the respect. For real, because it's
1: mad real. For real, <laughs> ain't nothing like it. It ain't still doesn't make like sense it. to
0: me. I'm like I everybody. That's like, I said, there's no way these billions of people know. There's no way everybody came that way. Oh, like that's yeah. crazy to me. I
1: know. Is it? But crazy. it's real. It's real.
0: Real quick, tell the people what's the difference between a midwife and a doula. I don't think everybody knows.
1: Okay, so midwife I always an easy description is I associate the midwife as the doctor. She hand she usually handles the clinical stuff running mm. the tests you know um meeting with you prenatally making sure that you are eating your nutri- you're you're eating it the values that you need to eat mm-hmm. um like hooking you up with a different test. Maybe you need a genetic test, you know, writes all the protocols and everything. And then she manages, so that's care management. And then she would be the one at your attending your birth, helping you, you know, uh, catching the baby, you know. Midwives has a have a handoff approach and um, call it a biodynamic model where it just allow you to do your Thing. Doctors in the hospital are more hands-on, more medicalized, pushing the meds on you, the epidurals mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. But midwives will—they um, allow you to, your body to do its thing, and then when it's time to catch the baby, they'll help facilitate the baby and give them to you. And so they do them more hands-on because they're trained and experienced in that. Doula's are uh, provide the emotional support, labor support. So we, we provide comfort measures, we're help, we're the liaison, making sure you get. The birth that you want, say you want a um, unmedicated birth or natural birth, we make sure that your doctor and your nurse staff at the hospital is following your birth plan and in, in what you your wishes. And so we reinforce that for you. We massage you during labor, all the stuff that the doctors and midwives don't want to do mm-hmm. we will be that person we essentially you call it mother mothering the mother we're sitting there we're with you during your contractions we're empowering you giving you your words your visual visualization making sure your birth scene is set up like if you want music if you want your birth pool we set the birth pools up uh, we make sure that you're eating during labor and make sure you all your meals are ready for you postpartum um, we make sure that whoever you want in the room is in the room who you want out they get kicked out like we do all the 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 the, the juicy all the work. stuff yeah we yeah. do the work we the one I that do, do the work, work right and so and um and help with breastfeeding too so we help with latching the baby on if Mm. if that's a thing we massage you during prenatal too I do I make (laughs) sure I massage my mama's feet making sure she's empowered like that's important like I said and then I reinforce the nutrition aspect making sure because I also have worked I'm a doula, I mean, a a Pilates instructor and bar instructor. So reinforcing your your fitness, making sure you're physically active um, during your pregnancy. And that could just be simply as walking, but giving you a routine that you follow. So we do a lot more of the hands-on stuff and and following through. So we play a good, important role when you have time in between your appointments that you don't, from appointment to appointment, we're in between making sure that uh, we're following up with you making how you feeling like how are you feeling some women's our emotions are not always up You know when they're pregnant, they're probably stressed out depending on their situation Maybe the kid's father is not around so we're there so, um, listening to you helping you um, process your emotions helping you to um, Be confident for your birth and feel good so that you can do have that energy and reserves for when you need to birth your baby So
0: yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm good. All right. So, I'm going to hop into the four tenets of a worldview. I know these may not necessarily apply mm-hmm. because you don't have a specific system, mm-hmm. but you could just answer these to the the best of your knowledge and ability.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so what would you say is like the origin story of the world based upon <laughs> what you believe to be true and what and how you operate?
1: Man, the simplest answer that I can give is I don't even have subscribe or ascribe to an origin story because I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't there. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something I'm journe- journeying and still learning and mm-hmm. looking at what different people's perspectives are. But for me, it's just like all I know is what I know. I can't go off of what, you know, like... You know, because that's the biggest. That's a huge question. Right. Like, how did we get here? Right. And so for me, it's just nobody knows. So mm-hmm. it's like I wasn't there. So I'm just gonna appreciate me being here, and that's it.
0: Well, when we were kind of discussing white supremacy, you did kind of allude to that. Like us as black people, we kind of gave birth to everything that's going on okay. right now. Yeah. So how would you like what what informs that statement for
1: mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Because. I think, see, this is me formulating stuff in my own head. Like, sure, yeah. uh, you know, like, that's essentially what this is, that's, what that's this what is all is. about, yeah. you know? Um, darkness, right? Since, you know, mm. starts with dark, right? Dark light comes from darkness, right? Mm. And so, since we, I just imagine just this dark space <laughs> being there, and whatever the higher source is, have this thought, like, um, you know, I need to experience, you know, I need to experience life. I need to, you know, create something that is going to help me to experience or bring a light to this world. So this, the, you know, that darkness kind of birthed the light. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, I guess energetically... It took a shape in the form of black people the darkness (laughs) so it took a form of black people Mm -hmm. and we have that energy in us we have the light in us and then we have the darkness in us and not saying that either is positive or negative Mm -hmm. um, or I should say good or bad you know Um, but it's it's we we are the physical manifestation of uh, that darkness, of the first, of the mm. you know, and I don't I mean, I don't even, that's why I don't <laughs> I don't know because after that I don't know, I don't know so, yeah. you know, I'm still trying to, you know, process it and journey and learn through You just keeping an open mind and just seeing what is revealed to me in that right. way but Darkness, to me, means black people were first. And so, that's that's the origin
0: story. I can dig it. I mean, the Judeo-Christian background is God said, let there be light. Mm -hmm. So, there was definitely darkness before light. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we don't know how long the darkness was here. It was here, right. Before, (laughs) like, how long was it in the dark? We don't, nobody knows.
1: Nobody knows. Exactly. Yeah,
0: I can dig it. So, um, how do you determine morality
1: mm-hmm.
0: since there's no, I mean, you know like I said, Judeo-Christian mm-hmm. background is Ten Commandments and other Levitical laws mm-hmm. uh, from the Torah or Old Testament whatever you call it um, how do you base your morality right and wrong well, and, like I said
1: evil. in myself I I had we have the voice within us, the God voice and we label it as intuition everybody has intuition not just women so for me it's about feeling if it don't feel like if if i'm i feel like that's the gauge like if if we have we get to experience things through our feelings and 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 to know if something if it doesn't feel right for me if it doesn't feel right if I get this weird, uncomfortable, like, you know, things, my, just don't, my body doesn't feel right, and and I hear the voice of, like, that, don't do that, don't, because we all have that, like, no, I, maybe I shouldn't go, maybe, you know, then I, I dictate that as a, a negative experience, or something that is bad, or, you know, something might not go through, go well through. And then if it feels good, if it makes me feel light lifted, uh, you know, feel, feel good, then it's a positive experience. It's something that, that may be good, but I guess I base my morality off of feelings and how I feel. hmm
0: hmm What about others towards you? Like, how do you determine whether something or someone, hmm is operating in a way that's good or bad to you like mm-hmm. towards you like their actions their thoughts their their speech towards, towards you me. Mm-hmm. towards your family like how do you determine what's right what's wrong what's good what's bad
1: well i mean because you can feel things words have power mm-hmm. and if they're speaking negatively that's something that might hurt maybe makes me feel sad or angry or whatever, you know, um, saying negative things, you know, like wishing, you know, it just depends on what's being said, but you can feel it, you know, you can feel when somebody has ill intentions, you can feel when somebody's being negative, um, towards you, um, you can feel, uh, their actions, they actually might harm you, you know, they might, you know, um, Whatever, whatever it is, however it takes shape, you can, Is how I, if, if it's negative, of course, like somebody, of course, punch me in the face. That's not okay, right? Because it hurts and harms me. Or mm-hmm. if somebody, you know, calls me um, out of my name, like F you, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, that's, that would be considered negative for me. Of course, mm-hmm. that would can be considered bad for me because it's making me feel, uh, Negative. It's making me experience negative feelings versus somebody who's good, who's showing me love, expressing, who's soft with me, nurturing, hugging, whatever that is. Then I would deem that person's actions as being
0: good and positive. Mm -hmm. But what about what about kids?
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: Because kids don't always even know what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. They don't know
1: exactly if Mm -hmm. something
0: is good or bad because they're just children. Mm -hmm. So how would you inform children of like? morality and Mm -hmm. since they don't have that intelligence yet
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: like a let's say a five or six year old or something like that mm -hmm.
1: so i'll I'll just use my son i guess um i allow so they're young they're gonna do things sometimes that you catch it before they don't even before you can even get to it but Mm -hmm. you know i allow So certain things I will allow my son, you know, to, to choose to do. So if he goes and he picks up a knife or something, I would interrupt and be like, this is a knife. You can't play with a knife because you will get, you might hurt yourself. You might stab yourself. You might cut the wall and I would have to you know just breaking down why that is not a safe or good idea mm. you know if I catch it right. and if I didn't catch it and he already cut himself or blah, blah blah let him get his little cries out and ask him you know why what, what interest why did you pick it up well this is what a knife does you know this is this is what could happen with a knife do you see what you did to yourself it hurts you this is not a good idea you know like really breaking down explaining
0: mm-hmm. you know so no differences no set of rules in particular just kind of yeah i it... mean
1: i guess there's rules yeah i mean
0: rules to teach are there rules that you set up to teach him the difference between right and wrong
1: yeah i would say i mean mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, what... Give an example. Um, I mean, there's... Yes, there's rules there. Um, don't, you know... Don't talk to grandma. Like, you know, you know, using... When you use your words, you don't talk crazy to your elders. You mm. know, you respect your elders. So there's mm. those r- basic foundational rules. Like, okay. you know, how you, you know... um. Yeah, don't talk to, don't disrespect people, especially your elders, people, people, you know, who are taking care of you. Even your friends, like, don't be disrespectful to your friends, you know, show be kind, you know, try to, whatever, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. The basic stuff. So I guess there, yeah, there's rules like that in place.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just kind of general rules, but not necessarily your life will be guided by any set of anything outside of that, right? What do you mean? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like is there a way that you can determine morality? Because you said uh, it's kind of about your film, how you feel. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's kind of something that I like to ask is like if you were to set up a society of your own. Mm-hmm how would you what do you think would be the best way for people to, to act like how would you set up your moral mm-hmm. boundaries like because to R. Kelly he says age ain't nothing but a oh, number oh yeah see here you, you no go. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm serious <laughs> right this is a real no, problem you seriously. know what I mean? so it's like it's to true. R. Kelly age ain't nothing but a number yeah that's how he feels. like that's how he literally feels
2: mm-hmm.
0: 15 she looked like a woman mm-hmm. to me
2: yeah yeah
0: so how would how would you set up boundaries or Mm -hmm. rules
2: Mm -hmm.
0: based upon your own self-awareness and how you see the world and how the world should go and Mm -hmm. how people should operate within the world and with each other
1: Mm -hmm. well this is same uh rules like the 10 commandments Mm
0: -hmm. the same
1: moral all that all religious religions base their morality on it's For me, it's so you would base it on the same because I
0: know you don't have a religion, so I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna pin you to like, all right, of course, of course, those are
1: like basic universal laws, too. Like, you know, cause and effect, what you do, come back to you. Um, don't sexually abuse people, you know, like Mm -hmm. those are universal laws, too. So, those are it would be in alignment with that, the same, same... yeah, same things, yeah,
0: okay, Mm -hmm. okay, perfect. So, that gives me sorry, I'm like. No, it's it's cool. I just want to make sure because I'm I'm not trying to define it for you because I know it doesn't have necessary definition. So, took
1: me a minute to understand, but you know,
0: it's all good. (laughs) Um, uh, Based upon what you think and how you live and self awareness, Mm -hmm. um, what gives you like what is the definition of like the meaning of life? or how do you derive meaning based upon
1: I everything has meaning for me everything okay. I like um life t- it's just so like huge and vast and big I put meaning to everything like there's you know trees have meaning you know our experiences have meaning you know, everything's here for a reason. There's a reason why we have everything, all these resources, all of this, you know, all the negative experiences. Um, so, for me, that's just such a, a huge question, like, to sum it up as, you know, what is, what is life? What is the meaning of life? Um, because everything has meaning to me. Everything... You know the way you know why we have seasons why you know why we have children like i feel like we are here because we 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 have to experience that the meaning and and help our souls to evolve you know to its highest like to connect to that higher source and to understand ourselves at our highest level and so we go through these different experiences and these things um, that help us derive meaning and and make us feel meaning, you know, like when we lose somebody or when we lose something, we lose a job, you know, it's meaningful because it helps us to grow. It helps us to experience pain so that we can grow and, you know, appreciate life, you know, and all of that. So I feel like the mean, everything has meaning so that it can be appreciated, you know? So Mm -hmm. I guess that would be my answer to that question. Mm -hmm.
0: And the last tenet of worldview is destiny. So what do you believe? Like what happens after Mm -hmm. we die? Um, as far as like afterlife reincarnation or is it just nothingness? What do you,
1: I don't believe there's not nothingness. I believe that we come back, Mm -hmm. um, our souls reincarnate. Mm -hmm. I believe that, um, we come back if we want to experience, if we need to learn, you know, more lessons and experience and help our, if we didn't learn the lesson in that lifetime or, um, experience what we needed to experience to, to help our soul evolve and learn. then I believe that we come back and, um, do it over and, um, help us to learn those lessons and, uh, try to get, you know, closer to, back to in connection with the, the higher source, the higher power and so um, and and that's because I've I've I know that there's not, not nothingness because directly of my experiences with s- the spirit world and mm-hmm. the unseen world and so maybe You know, it's maybe my I'm probably like fantasizing coming back, you know, like Mm -hmm. maybe maybe we don't come back. But that's something that I would like to believe that we come back and, you know, try to evolve higher and learn, you know, learn what we need to learn and experience what we need to experience. But I do know for sure that there is spirit world and other world after death. So, Mm. mm
0: mhm. The last episode, I talked to an atheist, mm. and he believes that there's nothing. Mm. There's no such thing as spirit world. Mm. That's uh, hard
1: for me to wrap my mind around. <laughs> I, yeah. He said
0: it's all make believe. It's like wow. Santa.
1: Wow. Interesting. I've had an atheist friend too, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, it's that's hard for me too because I don't know. Maybe they didn't blocked out experiences. Maybe they didn't have experiences that mm-hmm. made them believe. But because I've experienced it, that's why I believe. Mm-hmm. So or no, I should say it's not even believe. It's what I know. And mm-hmm. so, it's really hard for me to understand where they're why they would think like that. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not hard for me to understand. It's because they. Is just because they haven't had any connections with that,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: maybe they just don't want to. Maybe it's too like, oh, yeah. too real, you know, that they just like, oh, I'm not even trying to go there, you
0: right. know. Or, so. or science hasn't explained it yet. I think
1: mm-hmm. that would be- Or science haven't hasn't if it could, if it's not measured or mm-hmm. you know proven to be real, then I don't, I don't believe, believe it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but there has been plenty of scientists or people who were atheists who were flipped to the other side because true. they started to have experiences very so, true very true yeah Yeah.
0: no doubt about mm-hmm. that so I've always had like a hard time with reincarnation mm-hmm. even before like I've been fully like believed fully believed mm-hmm. in what I thought I believed which was Christianity or not not Judaism yeah more more like Christianity or mm-hmm. all, all that type of stuff just believing in Jesus mm-hmm. um, and just believing in, in the Bible um but even before that, I always thought that reincarnation just didn't make sense to me mm. especially when people would say you could come back as an animal
1: mm. yeah that's yeah okay.
0: do you believe in animal yeah. reincarnation like we come back as an animal
1: you know I used to when I was younger okay <laughs> I did i and I, be, I I don't I'm still trying to like... Because my dog, I have a dog. She's a Lhasa. She's super wise. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like she, I feel like my feelings of her is like familiar. Mm. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. Like it's familiar energy. I ain't saying it's my mom. Like no. We're, we're. You know, but I feel, so I feel like there is something with, maybe it's not us coming back as a you know, I don't know
0: it's a, um, an animal from
1: animal from another lifetime that I probably mm. hit, that I reincarnated me being human but had a, a part of my soul group that came back with this life and she was my animal in another life mm. you know maybe that's what Your it is pet. a former pet you know mm. But I, did, I have questions, like, do people come back as good? When I was little, I thought about because that's, like, part of the movies you see and all of that stuff, and I used to believe that. But then getting older, I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. But I do feel it, Then this is why I'm, my feelings, like, that's what I'm trying to conceptualize and about certain things because I do feel a familiar connection With certain people Mm. and animals like Mm -hmm. that can't be explained and Mm so you know
0: when you say familiar connection is it kind of like is that like to explain it to people like right now like the connections does it feel similar to like when you meet somebody and y'all just hit it off right away Mm -hmm. is that the is that similar to what you're saying is a familiar connection or are you saying like you have some type of consciousness of a past life of who you were mm-hmm. and it reminds you of somebody in that past life that you have some consciousness of, of who that person was in that past life and in that time frame?
2: Hmm.
0: I guess the first question should be do you think, or do you know, have consciousness, consciousness of you, who you were in a past life?
1: So I have had, because we come like my, what I believe is we have many, many, we've cycled this life. That's why people say, oh, this is an old soul in a baby, because we've had many past lives and so I do have recall of you know certain past lives for me in which I've experienced and then um that was kind of like this uh outside of like I've had dreams of the past life and then I've had experiences of that same it's really interesting that's why it's so crazy but of that same like either a person from that past life like i think what you're you're asking from mm-hmm. that past life mm-hmm. you know that same type of interaction but not in the same
0: physical body yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's
1: very interesting and that's mm-hmm. what makes me ask all these questions cuz like how can that happen like am i making this up mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. and so it that's what Makes me believe in this this stuff, you know. So, how much
0: recall do you have of your past? Like, do you know what time frame it was? What your name was? Like anything? Like
1: I haven't that. went that deep. Okay. I have thought about going to a past life regression Ooh, person that? specialist is that is helped that? you do that.
0: <laughs> Ooh, wee, so I they didn't help even know that existed.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. life regression? regression. Yes, it's, it's a, ther- the, a therapist person who. Like a psychologist type that will So they
0: put you in a sunken place first mm-hmm.
1: They put you I'm just joking I don't want to
0: be no sunken place No, hold on Yeah,
1: so <laughs> they take you through your past lives You can YouTube and check it Mm-mm, out too But you say that. you ain't mm-hmm. watching
0: that. I don't want to see no sunken <laughs> place what live saying. Second yeah. place live, yeah. Well, they eight o'clock, um, Monday they night. T- <laughs> <laughs> join us. <laughs> join us.
1: No, there's real be on
0: on the YouTube channels, oh, no. too. I don't want to see no man but, crying with his eyes open and uh, not blinking. Nah. No, I don't, don't want to see that. I don't, <laughs> I do not want to see no.
1: That. It's that, yeah, it gets real interesting, but mm. yeah, that's what they do is they take you and you know. I guess you call it the sunken place. And you go through this therapy session and you bringing out, you know, these experiences that you had as, as, um, in this past life. And, you know, some people even like their voices change too in, 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 in front of you. Mm. And you're like in it and you're experiencing it. So this, I'm trying to remember this one, um, this, this and sometimes I question you know like was that one re- really you know or were they like pl- acting do they plan this out together mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um. but she was um something like her dog came through or something I don't know what was going on but her dog came through and she was but the What was it? I don't know. It was something that made me believe that, like, this might be real. But I can't even remember. It was a lot a while ago, Mm. you know. I don't know. But I I can't even pull out what it was. I see it, but I'm like, what was it Mm. that I'm trying to say? But, sorry. Um, But, yeah, that's essentially what a past-life regression therapist does is they... Take you through your past lives and stuff. And this guy, there's this one psychologist named Edgar Case, hmm. Case that, that has a lot of case scenarios and studies and stuff on it. So
0: yeah. very interesting. This is
1: very interesting. Some things that this like weird phenomenon that <laughs> you're not gonna be explained. Yeah.
0: So, how many past lives can you recall?
1: Hmm. And who
0: were you in those past lives?
1: Hmm. I can recall one particularly, which is very interesting. So, this is the story. So, I used to have dreams. I, so, one, I was always drawn to East Indian culture mm. my whole life. Um, I don't know why. Uh, well, I thought it was just because it's a uh, beautiful, beautiful culture, you know, all of that stuff. And then growing up, people used to think my mom was East Indian and all it was weird. And I almost got kidnapped, actually, because this oh. guy thought I was one of his people and oh, I was in a grocery shoot. store with my grandma and he was coming up to me and I he and I I have real vivid memory of him coming up to me and my feelings and I was like really weirded out it was a grocery store that used to be on Killingsworth by uh by the freeway mrs kind of in that area by the freeway Mississippi going towards oh, yeah. Mississippi. Uh, there was a grocery
0: store there. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Man, yeah. I can't think of it. It's
1: now it's PCC'd and yes. took over it. Yeah, Why I forgot. I not?
0: Renaissance market.
1: Ren- yes. Yes. So, I was in there with my grandma, and this guy was coming up to me. I meant have been like six, five, six, mm-hmm. maybe seven. Um, and he was coming up to me, and he's like, you're so beautiful, you, you know, you look like my people, da-da-da-da. And, um, I was like, I ran, because I'm a little adventurer, venturing off into places and stuff, and I went... found my grandmother and he came up to my grandmother and well what he was saying was to me he was like you can come with me you can come you know come. I'm like uh-uh and so i ran you know, you know to go Kelly find Spirit, my grandma and and so he came up to my grandma and he mm. was like she looks like our people Da-da-da-da. and he was um an east indian man which is interesting so but the that culture has always appealed to me and so When I used to have dreams about being an East Indian woman, like a princess, like, Mm. um, and having, you know, like, just having dreams of being this East, like, having, born into royalty and all of this stuff like that, and so, um, I, as I got older, I would research my name, and so I started researching my name, because my grandma, she actually got my name off of... Frankie and Maisie and Frankie Beverly album cover. <laughs> it was a bass player, but it was spelled different. And then my grandma brought that to my mom and she's changed up the spelling. And so I always wonder what my name meant. Mm-hmm. So I would, I go, I, you know, in my adult years, I googled it. And um, the, the closest I can find to it was how it was spelled on the back of the album cover. And it meant Beautiful Princess. And so I was wow. like, okay. And so then, um, I, so I, I worked with this woman and she was, she did psychic readings and I was like, you know, kind of like entertaining the idea and all this stuff because I had other experiences with like, you know, little psychic happenings and all this stuff. So she was always like asking, she's like, um... You you you're you're so interesting. I want to read your chart, or I want to uh, 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 give you a reading and all this stuff. And at first, I was like, oh, no, I'm scared, you know. Uh-huh. And so I um, and then finally, I was really curious, just really curious because I kept having all these different experiences and all this stuff. And so I um, she gave me, I gave her my information, and she did this reading for me, and she wrote it out on paper, and I still have it. And she told me that. You, like without even, we never sat down or anything. I only worked with her for like a couple months. We did the night shift together and she sent me like this four page letter and told me that I used to be a princess and uh, uh, and ex- describe to me some things that happened in my dream that I lost my husband, that you know. And I remember mm. like crying over somebody, you know, in my dreams. And so, like, weird stuff like that. It sounds freaking crazy, but mm. it was so, it was like my experience. And I'm like, What the heck? So there, you know, so it's like, she's like, in one of your past life, you were a princess. So me growing up and having this attraction to East Indian culture and, then you know, this, then my name thing coming up and then, you know, just, and, uh, her confirming this was just like, that is crazy. Like, it's super crazy. And so, yeah, it just, yeah. So that was that would be an example of one of the lives wow. that I remember. Yeah,
0: that's dope. Mm-hmm. That is dope. So Frankie Beverly and Mays got it started, but it was really, it was destiny. That was who you were supposed to be named.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I never thought about that. You do have a very unique name. I
1: know.
0: <laughs> I've never heard of anyone else. Yeah. So what was the original name that she remixed?
1: It was Zalacia. Like Z a l a s h a, Zalacia. Okay. And I think it was a man.
0: Really. Name. Okay. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: Grandma Grandma, coming through. You know. Yeah. Oh man. I know. That story was amazing. (laughs) That that was dope. It's interesting. That's crazy. It's very crazy. Wow. I'm rocked by that. I'm just trying to process. That's that's clean. Yeah. So, she wrote you the letter. Mm Mm-hmm. What else? You said it was four pages. Was it just all about that? No.
1: um, It was also about my planetary alignments Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and breaking that down. And that um, that I was also uh, in, in, in a former life to that because she explained... Why She explained why I had a princess uh, complex, why I didn't like working. (laughs) Because I don't like working for people. Mm. I like to... This is why I'm entrepreneur now, because Mm -hmm. I have um, issues with, you know, uh, working under someone else's authority and working under someone else's um, ways of doing things. Like, I like to create my own... Rules and my own, you know, be my own boss, run my own stuff, and so I used to struggle. Even though I was a good worker, I used to struggle a lot with going in, clocking into
2: mm.
1: to work, mm. and clocking, you know. And I was worn out, tired, toxic relationship going on, young child at home, going from a twelve-hour shift to another, sh- you know, shift. I was just like overwhelmed. Mm. So, um, she explained in there. But I did always have this 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 urge to do my own thing always. Mm. And she explained that in another past life that I was a military leader and that I was a man in that life form mm. and um and which explains my dreams. I always have dreams about war all the time. All the time. Mm. As a child growing up last night I had a dream about something I always have like kinda like prophetic dreams we want to call it or dreams that are like just real lucid out of this world but um, last night I had a dream um, I was on 42nd in Okay. and all of a sudden I look up and there's just like this swarm of like birds, crows, Mm-mm. black crows coming t- from the east, coming from the east and basically giving and I started to feel uncomfortable and like I started to run, like there was something coming.
0: They are about know? to poop on your head. <laughs> <Right>? You
1: know what? <laughs> exactly. That's, That's what's about, about to that. That's what's coming. <laughs> My hair about to be messed up. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't feeling That's it. That's ain't trying I... to it. That's so funny. <laughs> That's
0: the only swarm of birds. I'm like, man, they about to poop about on to me poop or on my car. You or... oh, yeah. I ain't worried about the attack. I'm just worried about the poop. But, but
1: the, the tone of the you know tone of it was like really like the sun was like the sky was pink and darker gray and stuff like that. And it was mm-hmm. just like they were ushering in something. So I started running um, up 42nd, like <laughs> running up and trying to get away. And then of course it changed into something else another form dream you know and have these chain of dreams but um Mm -hmm. um but i'm saying that because every time i've had these dreams of something coming it will always i see like the neighborhoods burning down and there's just this war and like people shooting each other and dying and killing and you know just all the time and so um It kind of, when she said that, it kind of was like, hmm, that could explain why I have these dreams. Like, why, you know, maybe in my past life I was, you know, I was a military leader. I was in, in it, you know, and that could be why I'm having these different dreams, you know. So, it's just, yeah, that's, so it was talking, that letter was also talking about me being a military leader and not liking to take commands and, and, um, not like, liking to take... You know, commands from other people, but having to rule my own empire and, you know, all of this stuff like that. And so I just thought it was interesting that, she, you know, that she wrote those things in there because it was just an astrology reading. Like she just mm. added in the past life stuff, you know, mm. in the letter. Um, so it was interesting.
0: So she, so how old were you when that happened? When? When she gave you that reading.
1: This was and. What was that, like 23? 24?
0: 25? 2008. Yeah, somewhere around there. 2009, something like that.
1: Uh huh. It's not that long ago. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Not that long ago at all.
0: How much you paid that woman for her to give you all that? She
1: She was only $20. For real? Uh
0: huh. Man, she was on her job, yeah, wasn't she? She was. <laughs> Four pages? Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. No, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. It's interesting. Mm hmm. And so did that give you like a, a different sense of purpose or just kind of just helped out your,
1: yeah, it just confirmed some, yeah. you know, some things for me. And it was just like, yeah, it kind of pushed me like, this is like, I, this is why I need to do my own thing and be my own boss and, mm-hmm. you know, um, create for myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, it did give me some inspiration and motivation in that way, yeah. you know, just to spark. Mm-hmm.
0: Word. That's dope. Mm hmm. Well, that was amazing. (laughs) I appreciate all the info that you gave. Thank um, you. And sharing the stories. I think I've been educated. I hope y'all that's listening have been educated. I hope y'all understand exactly where Zaya's is at in her journey and where she's going. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to end this with the Fab Five. Okay. Five questions I ask everybody who comes on the show.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, question number one. What artists, or actually, I, I don't know if I... I didn't ask you this already. So, uh, what's your favorite genre of music, if you have one?
1: Well, I love all music. I love all styles, all types. But what has been on my playlist lately is the Afro Beats type Mm. of music. I love it. Like, it, you know, gets me in a good mood. Yes.
0: So, what artist, song, Uh or album kind of made you fall in love with Afro Beats?
1: Well, it was a song called... Adonai and I can't remember the artist mm. um but it was that it was in one of the mixtapes because it was when I was teaching bar and pilates and I was trying to find mixes to play that mm. I like teaching to
2: right. and
1: um there was an Afrobeats mix mm. and that was like one of the songs that really I was like this is my cut right now <laughs> so after that I started researching you know Creating a playlist. Or creating a playlist revolved around that music. And so Mm -hmm. and that was like a few years ago. So yeah.
0: Do you know who made this song? Adonai.
1: Adonai.
0: Um I'm trying to find Well, there's a lot of different And then there was (laughs) another one. So
1: there was Adonai and R2B slow down was the two. Hmm. That I uh, really love. Let me see. I'm find it. Yes. There it is. Is it? <laughs> hey. Hey.
0: hey. Okay. What hey.
2: else?
0: Hey. You're about to break it down right now. I hey. see it. It's coming out. Hey.
2: Hey.
1: <laughs> it just has a good beat. When I first heard it, I was like, you know, because I just tradi- did traditional West African dance with mm-hmm. the drumming, but the this was, like, new to me, mixing, you know, more popular music with the African tunes. So I was like, this is bumping right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there's way more music now since that time mm-hmm. um, Afrobeats that is just straight cuts I'm in love with them I listen to it I'll be posting on my stories mm-hmm. all the time Dope.
0: <laughs> question number two is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life
1: <sighs> I can't even think because I watched so many movies throughout my life like I can't pin one one movie that has affected my life like mm. um, and because and, I love so many different different movies Um, hmm. of course you know we have those classics that we grew up with Um, you know I was really I guess I watched a lot of like Broadway movies and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, like Grease was a movie for me that I always watched all the time and Mm -hmm. I loved that movie but it wasn't like inspiring you know in that way My Girl was one of the movies that really stuck with me when I was, um, that really kind of made me feel some things. Like, because Mm. uh, Macaulay Culkin was in it, and I can't remember the girl's name, but her name was Beta in the movie. And he died from bee stings. And she was, like, obsessed with death, you know, because her dad was a mortician. Mm. And so, and she didn't have her mom around. I think her mom died, so she had these issues around death, and Macaulay Culkin was her best friend and mm-hmm. he they were out playing and he got stung by bees and he's allergic and he died. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of shaped her her form her her life. Um and had to she really was traumatized by just oh, surround being surrounded with all this death. And for me, I don't know, I kinda related to her because um my mom, you know, she had uh ep- epilepsy um when I was younger and she would you know have seizures and so um I always had a feeling that my mom was going to die you know and was told that my mom was going to die um eventually and so I've I kind of like resonated with her feelings mm-hmm. and so that movie kind of like made me feel some type of um like made me kind of like honing on my emotions when I was that age about Mm -hmm. death and being comfortable with death because I knew it was near, you know, for me, it was very, Mm -hmm. it was home. Like that's something that was a possibility in my home. And so, um, I just kind of res. I've, you know, felt her, like Mm -hmm. felt her, her journey and everything in that movie. So that was something that stuck out to me, the movie that stuck out to me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: When you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? Hmm.
1: I meditate (laughs) (laughs) um I I used to like go and physically burn out my stress and exercise and go dance and do stuff like that but as I've gotten older and matured, like definitely meditating is something that um, is necessary for me to come back to myself and and balance out my emotions and everything so um I will you know when I'm feeling overwhelmed I'll Get into my little sacred space and um, but just be in there and turn. Like, some I, I usually prefer meditating without any guidance, or uh, I just really it's just about quiet, just being quiet, turning off all the noise, and mm-hmm. going within. Set my little scene with my candles and my essential oils and everything, and just be still and calm down and you know, really just unpack what it is that is stressing me out. So, mm-hmm. that's dope.
0: Question number four, what book would you recommend for everyone to read right
1: uh-huh. now? I I mentioned it earlier, but it's the Motivation Manifesto. Oh yeah. You did say was, that. Mm-hmm. Um by Brendan Burchard, because it's just such a a good like the tone is not like religious, it's not either which way is just, it, 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 just is. And so it's just mm-hmm. very motivational get you to think about how you think about fear, what you think about, you know, some of these questions that you're asking too, and just, mm-hmm. um, really pulling out your personal going into your inner resources and pulling out your personal power. So, and, and, and really executing that. Give it just, that's why it's called the motivation manifesto because your mo it helps you to manifest the, your own motivation for yourself to give you that push and drive that you need, you know, if you're feeling like stuck or something. So, okay. Yeah.
0: And last question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You won't be there to enjoy this one, mm-hmm. but what message do you want communicated at your eulogy?
1: I want my message to be that I truly. Were, was a service to other people in whatever shape and form that it took when I crossed your path, that I was an inspiration for you, that I um, shared my true self, um, that I loved, genuinely loved people and t- genuinely loved helping people, encouraging and empowering people to be their highest and truest self. Um and that for and that my my biggest joy was to see people living in their highest and and, and living out their fullest potential and so I want that to be communicated. Um, yeah, and that I live my best life. Mm. Yeah, word, word. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what's up. Well. How can the people get a hold of you? Uh Uh-huh. How can they uh, inquire about, you know, business opportunities, whatever you might provide? Mm -hmm. Let us know.
1: So I'm on Instagram at Zay underscore Lay 8, Z-A-Y underscore L-A-Y 8 and then you can email me as Zalatia. my whole name, Z-A-L-A-Y-S-H-I-A at I'm into it, so I am I-N-T-U-I-T dot com, that's my email address and my website is being finished and that's www.imintuit.com um, those are the best ways to contact me and I'm doing, putting all of my, uh resources, inner resources and creativity and knowledge and skills that I learned over the years in one in one platform and um that's me health coaching me teaching fitness me um if you want astrology readings or whatever that too um me giving tools and resources to help guide you with your your meditation, um, doula. Of course, I'm always the doula, placenta encapsulation, so all the thing and robes sewing and um, putting out these robes. Um, that's my newest business venture too. So, All of these things will be on my website and um, so I do coaching one-on-one and I do hold a group. Oh yeah, my group is Intuit and so I host a women's group that are for intuitives, creatives, um, healers um, for black women twice a month and we do group work, healing, empowering each other, create a space to help people, have people showcase their their create creative projects and everything. And then we, um, we do a lot of fun stuff together and we'll be traveling together, too. So that's a group that I host. So group work and one on one. And, yeah, I think I've covered everything. Mm. Yeah. Zay stay busy. Stay busy. Jamaica. And Zay
0: is cold with the sewing you made a dress for my wife Ramita, oh, yes. a couple years yes, ago yes. yeah yes. <laughs> you, you, you made it by hand yes i did like that was i hadn't seen no dress like that before mm-hmm. so that was dope thank
1: you yeah, i sure. love the fabric and colors in there
0: so yeah it good. yep. so um and if you guys want to get a hold of me or just hit up the show in general uh, on twitter and instagram it's at SXSNDLS. My personal Instagram is Emmanuel since '85. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook. Just my my government, Emmanuel Williams, and um, yeah. Any final words for the people?
1: Um, let's see. I I guess what I want to say is. Since we're talking about spirituality, um, just paying attention to if you are not being spiritually fed and growing and evolving in your spiritual practice, whatever it is, consider switching up and doing something else. And because that's the whole point is for you to grow and evolve and um, be happy and and healthy in your spiritual journey. So
0: just remember that word and there it is appreciate y'all for listening if y'all still hanging in there an hour and 56 minutes into this (laughs) i appreciate y'all um next week is going to be another dope exciting topic well it's the same topic but another great person so a lot of good content that's coming y'all way very soon so once again it's the socks and sandals podcast where society culture history and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews grace and peace.